Blog Talk Radio. Ms. Dixon? Hi, Mr. Hodge. Thank you so much for inviting me to your show. Oh, no, Bob. I'm glad to have you on. I was, uh, I'm sorry, I'm a few seconds late. I was going over some notes that I wanted to ask you, and I was so uh, amazed by your book and um, the the, um, the different things that, you know, it, it talks about. Um, but um, so your your new book um, that you have are different, different like me. Um, yeah. I like the title. So so tell us a little bit about the for those who don't know, tell us a little bit those a little bit about the book and how the whole uh, concept came about. Yes, sir. Um, well, in two thousand one. Well, well, first of all, let's go way back. So I am Mexican American. <laughs> My husband is black. We are a biracial couple. We have children, two children, and my son. Um, <laughs> I didn't know the Lord till till 2001. So I began mm-hmm. to learn about my identity in Christ. And um, mm-hmm. I grew up think, with that whole, because I'm very light-skinned, that whole, what are you? What are you? So I had very poor self-esteem. I hated my complexion. I just, I was very lost. But then I found out the answer to that question, what are you? I am a child of God. And so right. as I was learning that, I wanted my sons to learn that. And in 2001, was, he was in kindergarten. He was, uh, had his first uh, racial slur thrown at him when I wasn't there. So I wasn't mm-hmm. there. So he'd gone all day, and then he came out after school and told me about it. And when he was telling me about it, uh, a woman, uh, meaning well, she didn't, I know she didn't mean any harm by it, but she said, don't worry, sweetie, God is colorblind. And to me, that was like the total opposite of what I wanted to teach my son. And so he said, God doesn't see me because I'm brown, <laughs> you know, and I was like, no, 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 that's not true. We'll talk about it later. And, and he said, oh, we need to pray for that kid who said this. And I said, yeah, but we also need to talk to the principal. So that was when I realized I needed to do something to teach my sons in a creative way. And I wrote this. It just came to me one day when I was just praying and asking God, how can I help my son to understand this? And he took me to Genesis 127. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. We are God's image bearers. And so no one has the right to, you know, look down on us or, or call us anything other than God's image bearers. We are beautiful children of God. Whether we follow him or not, it doesn't matter. He still loves us, created us. And if you don't believe that, that's okay, too, because he, he's not going to hate you for that. And that's, in my, that's what I read from the Bible. I wanted my son to feel that way. I wanted both of my children to grow up knowing that we got to celebrate our differences because um, God created them on purpose. And we also got to celebrate our sameness because we are purposely connected as people and designed to work together and not just in the church, but also in the world with other people who believe in different things, who are different, who may not have the same opinions and beliefs we have. We still have to love. We're called to love. That's the greatest commandment to love God and then love others. And this came to me, and I did nothing with it until 2015 when I showed it to my agent. I had um, decided to use whatever gift God gave me to write. And he couldn't do anything with it at that time. Not till three years later, he called and said, do you remember that book? And I said, of course I remember it. It's still relevant today. <laughs> and that's like 18 years later. And so I signed a contract with Our Daily Bread Publishing, which is I, I write for Our Daily Bread, so I, I teach God's word and make it um, understandable and accessible to all. I believe in the global church. We reach everyone and love everyone. And then 
the Lord timed it so perfectly to release in 2020 when our world just exploded. And it grieved my heart that I wrote this 19 years ago. But today it's still necessary. And it also brings me joy and hope because I feel if we plant this truth in the hearts of children, the other verse that um, is uh, highlighted at the end of the book is Psalm 139, 13 to 14. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. I want every child to know they are a work of God. They are a work of God, and they are wonderful as they are. It's not just about skin color. It's about everything. We have different personalities. We have different likes. Some of us have special needs. I have a service dog at my feet. Um, And I wanted children to learn how to see the value of other people, but also see the value of themselves. And I think that um, I really, I don't even know how this came together, you know, I just know that God was leading me, and the, the illustrator is amazing. She's an immigrant from China, and she felt like my words were guiding her. I was praying for her the whole time, and she created the perfect picture of the church in the middle of the book, a, a picture of everyone working together, everyone. The children with special needs are also working, not on the sidelines. And that's what I want to see in the world. I want to, I want to change that generational racism. I want to... Uh, change the hearts of the children who could also change the hearts of adults because sometimes God uses those babies. He used the babies in my life to change me. And so I, th- I think that's what, that's why I'm so passionate about this book. And it's my first children's book, but when I look at all my writing, this is what I write about is celebrating our differences and our sameness and, and learning how to love better and work together. Right. I, um, I, I, um, so I think you're taking back to what you were stating about your son experiencing um, a, a racial um, remark. Um, I learned being around children is that um, racism starts at home, and it's taught. Mm-hmm. Kids mm-hmm. do not because I, I because I I I'm a big I'm a, I don't have children on my own, but I'm a, a great uncle, and I and I take my kids to a park in my area where I live, and it's a different diverse. Mm-hmm. It's all different kind of kids. And some of the kids don't even speak English. But I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. They still communicate to where they're able to play together, where they're able to enjoy each other. And not one time do you hear, oh, she's black, she's white, she's Chinese. Yes. So it's taught. It's taught. And I, yes. and I had to learn that. It's taught. So kids don't come out of the womb learning this. They, their parents taught, teach them this. Exactly. So That's this that is. generational. I, yeah. Right. I had, I, I had to learn that, like, wow, they're all painting. And mind you, they, um, they aren't. They may not even speak a language, the English language, but they it's some. They find some way to play with each other. Find some way yeah, to enjoy each yeah. other and have it. So that tells you something. And um, it does. I um, and I, I read your book. Uh, congratulations! I heard it was. It, it, I mean, it held number one spot on Amazon. So you know, it's a congratulations on that. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, and um. You said in uh, this book, in hopes to bring children with physical disability, communication limitations, culture, and uh, this is together, which I think yeah. is good. Now, if I can ask a question, um, what do you consider? What do you consider not a service animal? Oh, um, well, I'm learning a lot about that, Mr. Hodge. I'm learning a lot because um, I just 
found out um, in 2018, I came, uh, we moved from California to Wisconsin. So talk about a culture shock. It's very different here. We're from a very diverse mm-hmm. community, and we came to a right. very not diverse community. So there's a lot of challenges. And I'm talking about I've learned how to be on my knees <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And we are, are blessed with a pastor who is Bible teaching, and so he's helping us. And I'm blessed with a wonderful doctor. But my doctor mm-hmm. told me that he couldn't help me, um, that, we, that, that, that there's nothing that we could do. My surgery is too high a risk, so I need to think for long term. So I had this puppy that my husband got me when we moved to kind of cheer mm-hmm. me up because I wasn't too excited about going to, you know, Wisconsin. But I, I believe follow God and honor your husband. So I did, and we came, and I was totally at peace. Um, but this dog, we go through a, a program called Tales for Life. And it's this right. trainer, and I told him, hey, can you help my, can my dog help me? Because a trainer at my vet told me to consider it. And, and what she does is I don't use a cane anymore. She is kind of mm-hmm. like giving me mobility. She is um, helping me pick up things. And uh, she can do so many. She gives me pressure therapy. And, and you know what she's been doing is right now, I'm very passionate against injustice. I do not like injustice. So when I'm looking at the news and I'm getting upset, she has learned to nudge my phone and laptop away from me, Mr. Hodge. So a service animal is meant to help you, but I think they do a lot more than they're trained. Um, I only know about the service dogs. I know they have other animals that are considered service animals, but I only know about service dogs. And right now we're actually raising money to help a young man in our church who has uh, was just diagnosed with muscular dystrophy. Um, mm. So, um I don't know if you know much about that. I'm just learning about it, but he's losing his muscular uh, mobility, so he won't be able to walk soon. And um, we're trying to get him a service dog because that will prolong his life and help him with mobility and being able to get up when he falls. They do a lot. I'm amazed at what some of them do. They have for diabetes. They have for anxiety. They have for PTSD. It's amazing. And that's why I really feel um, like helping this organization because – they have changed my life. I really feel not just physically, but emotionally. I couldn't walk when I got into Wisconsin because I have a back injury. I injured my back at, at my job and then signed away all my rights because I was 21. You know? and, um, and I couldn't walk a block, uh, you know, just like go outside and walk a block. With her, I can walk over a mile. I can go out for the whole day. I'll still have flare-ups and, and pain, but she stopped and then, like, leans into me and comforts me until I'm ready to walk again. So I think I can walk, and with the pandemic and all you can do is go outside for a walk, it has been a blessing for me because I would have been crazy just going, staying in my house and <laughs> by myself because I work at home. I'm, you know, I, I write, so I work at home. So I right. think they do a lot for us physically, but also emotionally and kind of mentally and, and honestly spiritually because I ask God for spiritual insight, and there's things that she does that he's giving me a spiritual application that I could apply to my life like just know, knowing how to rest at my master's feet and how to be still and how to be obedient. Yeah, right. I'm still working on those things. I'm, I'm working. Uh, I need a lot of help. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I'm learning a lot from her as she's helping me. Um, but right. Health for Life has changed my life, and, and they work for kids with special needs. They um, custom train dogs, and I know there's a lot of places mm-hmm. out there who do that. Right. And she's in the book. Did you know that? That's my dog. Oh, that's the dog? That, yeah, she took the, the illustrator took pictures that I had on social media, and then she created that character like my dog because she's a mutt. She's a she's a 
a rescue from a kill shelter. She's not your average-looking service dog, which is usually a purebred that was bred like lineage. They have a lineage of service dogs where they're either some kind of a retriever or lab or poodle. Or she is a mutt. She is a, a border collie for sure, and we know she's got some hound dog in her because of the way she looks. And that's it's a miracle that she can do what she does. There, the ninety percent of mixed breeds can't make it through the program. So. I feel that she's an answer to prayer, and she goes with me to share God's words. She does a trick so that she can say hallelujah. Um, I, I think that it's an answer to prayer that, that I have her. And if for people who need them, I think mm-hmm. they can change their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my baby girl, I though. Do. Her name is Callie. <laughs> oh, I see her. Um, yeah. I can speak from experience that, um, and people used to, some people used to think I'm so crazy, but um, I was in love with my dog. And um, yeah. I had my dog, um, I waited too late to meet my dog, and um, she ended up passing from hormone cancer. So what oh. I, had took her to the, I had took her to the doctor, um, and um, the doctor said, we had to put her to sleep, you know, because she has hormone cancer, and she's going to die soon. She lived eight years additional from that. Wow. I let her I let her live. I let her live. Yes. I just let her live her life. Because had I put her, had I did that, she would have been dead. But she lived yeah, longer, yeah. Than, longer than they had stated. And mm-hmm. I, I believe that if, you know, something else I could have done, she probably would have I lived longer. But the thing yes. about it is that, but that, I'm going to tell you something. She was a small dog. She was a small yeah. terrier. She was a very small dog. But I'm going to tell you something. I could go to the store and she would keep the kids intact. Like, she oh, yeah. would watch, like, you know, kids. She could watch the kids. That's just how smart this dog was. She didn't, the kids had up and she would bark at them. I'm like, listen, I'm not on play, don't bump me. I'm not to play. I'm, you know, she would keep the kids intact. And it's said she ran up in the room and we had to sit down. And that, this is how smart the dog was. And I had a funeral for my dog when she passed. And she was like, okay, you're I don't blame crazy. You. You're crazy. I would have went. Like, and I know I would have you, Mr. Mm-mm, I would have went. <laughs> I'd have been there with you. I, I don't know what the what the connection is, but I I I treated that dog as if she was a human. She didn't sleep on the yeah. floor. If her food was a certain <laughs> temperature, she didn't eat it. Like she, she you know the water was on. She didn't like to let you know there's something wrong with this water. Like it's like she okay, was a human sassy. inside of an animal body. So I I I, it I, is I, true. I, I I truly understand. So, I mean, they all could be a certain, like, a lot of things, like, if I would be, like, uh, stressed or about something or hard day, well, I just something like she would just come and just wag her tail yeah. and go ahead on me and just, like, it, like, it's like to get the inch, like, something's wrong, you know, and it would tear you up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I, I truly yes. understand about this. The reason I asked about um, what do you consider certain because, I don't know if you remember, maybe a few years back, there was a lady that got caught at the airport with a, um, a peacock. And oh, I heard about said, that, yeah. She said this is her service animal. So I'm like, I, I don't, I'm not really a connection with birds and stuff like that. So I, I, I was just yeah. trying to figure out the connection that she had with this peacock. Like, I, as a I don't know what animal. these peacocks do, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they I, do. I, I, but, you know, <laughs> there are emotional support animals, which I think every dog, and I don't right. know about cats because I've never had a cat, but every dog I believe is an emotional support animal because they know when you are sad, they know how to cheer you up, they know how to love on you, they know how to, you know, I think every animal probably is in some way. 
Uh, I don't know much about peacocks. I think they're pretty, but I didn't. I've never met a nice peacock. I got chased by a peacock, and and I, I've never met one that I would be like cuddling. But you know, mm-hmm. um, everybody mm-hmm. has their own version. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I can't speak to that, sir. I cannot speak to that. But about your Yorkie, um, we had a 16-year-old um, named Jazzy. I wrote a devotional about her actually, um, and we had to. We had to put her down. She was, um, but we, she was 16, and she was losing her function, so we had to put her down. And we cried to this day. I mean, that was last year. Um, mm-hmm. She was part of our lives. Our children grew up 16 mm-hmm. years, 16 mm-hmm. years. Um, so I, I believe you that that heartache, and it's real. I don't think you're crazy. I think that you loved your dog. And some people don't <laughs> understand because they don't have a dog. If they get a dog, they they'll don't. know. <laughs> They don't. Know. It's, I, I, and that, that's how that's how old she was when she passed. She was sixteen. Oh, we had we, we had her since she was you know young. Yeah, she had her since she was young, and she lived. They, they said she was gonna live past six. You know, say so, oh she's six, maybe six and a half months. She was back. She lived till sixteen or like over ten years longer. So oh I, mean, my I was goodness. like, yeah. So I mean, that's had a good I, 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 I didn't listen life. to them. Yeah. Yeah. But it I'm just tells you that either. you know you can't. Oh. And uh, but no. I, still, I still have I still have her kids like if the grand her grandkids better. And, oh, you um, have yeah, puppies? So, yeah, oh, I still have them. I still have her grandkids, yeah. you know, and I still have her pictures, the videos, and I'll show them to the kids. Mm-hmm. It used to be the dog, you know. They said I remember her when I was a bit, you know. And what happened? My little she passed. So I still have pictures and everything. Like, this was this was like a this was like a child of mine. <laughs> it, it is, and you do. I mean, I believe you. I believe, you. and you know what? I'm going to tell you. Um, I don't think we're alone, Mr. Hodge. I don't mm-hmm. think we're alone. I know lots of people who feel the same way, and every time somebody says something's wrong with my dog, we pray for him. In fact, Jazzy is a miracle dog. I mean, she mm-hmm. was going to protect my son, and he was running away from a dog that was um, chasing him, but uh, like trying to jump over the fence. And my dog ran to go protect my son and accidentally hit his uh, knee with her head, had a broke her skull was indent, like an indentation. You could have put a little golf ball and hold her head straight, and that ball would not move. And um, I, we were at a Bible study at my house, and I just told everybody, can y'all just put her, your hands on my dog and let me pray? I prayed, and I, this is the first prayer chain for a dog I've ever had. And so I told everybody, go to, pray for my dog, pray for my dog. And, um, and the next day when we got her to, the, to be able to see my real doctor, because the first doctor said there's nothing wrong, she just hit her nose. And I'm like, there's a dent in her head. And he's like, no, 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 it's just swelling. And I was like, no, there's a dent. I know my baby's face. I look at her. She survived. And the doctor actually said, have no idea why the dura has, has like, scarred. There's scar tissue. It shouldn't be scarred so quickly. And, and their fragments aren't moving. I don't know why. And there's absolutely no swelling of the brain. And I said, well, I know why, because we prayed for that dog. <laughs> we were praying all night. Mm-hmm. I prayed over that dog, and I believe in the power of prayer. And and she lived till she was 16. So don't tell me, oh, don't God. tell me. God has the last word. God has the last right, word. That's absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to see your dog. You're gonna have to send me a picture of your dog. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely will. I definitely will. Um. So this book, I mean, also talks about pizza, the kids, children with disabilities. Um, yeah. So um, how do you uh, think about it yourself? And I mean, how do you feel about this whole situation? I mean, we were still well, we're in the pandemic still, but we're we're, you know we'll be a little bit past the peak, depending on where you are in the United States. Mm -hmm. That some of them are still in the peak, and some of them are a little out. But we're still in the. I mean, how have you coped with this? I mean, 
the, the limitations, you can't go this way. I mean, and the, the I mean, sometimes when you, I mean, you may run into a family, you can't, you know, you can't interact with them as if you used to, yeah. you know, you're in a supermarket and, you know, people are, I mean, it, it's the thing about it, this is the whole thing. Everybody that sneezes or coughs does not have coronavirus. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> you can't tell people that. But all oh, you say, you yeah. sneeze, you cough, you got coronavirus. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. how have you survived <laughs> this? And how have you, you have you and your family, the dog itself, how, how have you guys have all coped with all of this? Well, my husband um, has been working from home. Uh, he just mm-hmm. went back, actually, uh, like last week. They go back. Now, we're in, we're in a, um, is it phase one or something like that? I think we're phase one or phase one. We went back because we, we had, uh, they had opened it up, and then people, more people started getting sick, and so they went back to phase one. But his school is a private institution, so they decided that they're not closing. Um, but mm-hmm. they wear masks, and we do the protection. We do everything that we're supposed to do. And, um, you know, we don't want to act in fear, but we want to act in wisdom. And we also want to act in compassion because there are people who are higher risk. And so we do our part to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of prayer. And what I found is that, I'm out walking my dog more, so I'm actually able to love my neighbors a little more. Our pastor uh, interviewed me at the beginning of this and says, do you think this is a test from God? I said, "Mm mm-mm, I think this is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to live out the gospel. We are sent as disciples to share the good news, to love people, and to love our neighbors. Well, we don't even have time to say hi. Then how are we loving our neighbors? I make it a point to say hi to people. I have had rich conversations with people during our walk. We, you know, keep our distance. Um, and but I've done that. And also, when I did my book launch, um, we did it at a local store, a Christian store. And at that time, they allowed us. It, our levels were fine, so we could come in, and it was mask optional. And so I wore a mask when I was around everybody because I wanted to honor both sides. And I told them, hey. I understand there are people who think differently, so we're going to respect everybody because it's okay to think differently. And so we held a second reading for people who didn't feel comfortable coming inside because I I knew one family, well, there were three families, but only one showed up, um, that have a special needs, a child with special needs, and they did not want to come inside. So we just held a second reading. So I feel like um, it's helped me to serve. It's helped me to love and to encourage others. Because and, and it also helps me when I'm going crazy. I cry or I pray or I sing. I love to praise the Lord. I love to sing loud. My neighbors might not appreciate it, but, you know, <laughs> I do. And um, so just trying to have a, an attitude of service, an attitude of encouragement, and trying to be positive. I try to be positive online. It is so hard. I, I had to leave my house and ask God often, help me be a peacemaker, Lord. Help me to love when I'm not being loved or when I'm facing somebody who's not lovable right now. Help me to be a bridge builder. And so it's hard. It's sometimes it's very hard. And my husband and I, I we have fought so much. <laughs> then I'm like, what are we fighting about? We don't even know. And so we're learning how to communicate better. So I think communication is key. And um, we've gotten stronger because we're, we're able to communicate. And I know that sometimes people are the opposite. And you're hearing a lot of negativity coming out of that. And, uh, and it's hard. People handle things differently. Um, but I want to do my part just to love on people, to encourage people, and to be a light wherever I go. And when I do something wrong, I, I, I ask God to help me to say I'm sorry, you know. So that's sorry. been hard. But, you know, the, I don't want to live in fear. But I also don't, don't want to not use the wisdom God has given me. 
So it's just a tough situation in, in everybody. And because things are, I guess, so, um, like, people are, like, seriously passionate about their stance, I try to be like, can't we just be kind about our different? You, know, you don't have to agree with me. You know, you can just be kind. Um, and as I try that, I try to be that, come on, let's just, you don't have to speak. God, I read this meme that something, I think it was Toby Mac said something about, um, you, uh, what was it? God gave us uh, uh, one mouth, but two ears. That should tell us something. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and the Bible speaks very, be wise in how you use your words because your words can damage people. And sometimes when we use words, we're actually, we could, that, Jesus called that murder. So I take that into account and try to not be that way. Um, but that doesn't, it doesn't always, it's not always easy. Let's put it that way. It's not, it's not always easy. Right. But yeah. Right. And I try to be compassionate and know that some people are not taking it well. So give a little grace, you know, just give a little grace. But it is hard, Mr. Hodge. And I pray for New York. I know that's where you're from. I pray, for the, uh, you know, just the people who were going to help in the beginning, the, the first responders, all that. I, I try to pray for those people to remember that there are people out there that, they're experiencing stuff. I might not even know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And we've lost some people, you know, so you want to just be compassionate right now. Does that that make sense? I don't know. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> right. right. Uh, but, you know, um, the thing about when I um, I, I came, I, I, before I, there are kids that, um, have something called um, a, a physical disabilities that are nonverbal, and mm. those those are one that kind of stick to me because they can't respond to you, they can't tell yeah. you what they want. So it's like you have to kind of be around, get to know them, and kind, kind yeah. of find different ways ways to communicate with them. You understand? Know because yeah. I, I and um, I, I found, and this is a, this is a true story. I used I used to work with a guy and um with the development disability and um at a group home and this guy he's blind he's nonverbal and he can't do anything for himself. Mm. But the thing about it is that and, so, and I, I I'm still trying to figure out how does he enjoy himself when he can't see mm-hmm. he can't see he can't he can't talk. You know what I'm saying? He can't hear. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was trying yeah. to, I, I'm just trying to take a like I'm trying to figure out like how's this guy? Um, but you, but he laughs, and mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes he laughs, and, and you and you and I'm thinking, so what are you laughing at? What's yeah. going on up there in your head? So I mean, it, it kind of it makes me wonder, like you know, it's he has some type of joy. You know yes, that yes. you know maybe it's a guy talking, so maybe it's the inner I'm saying. So it's like and it's, yeah, it's yeah. Not, no, but every, I mean he. So it, they say when you when you lose other things, you gain other other things. You know, yeah, so you I've don't have that. your eyesight, you don't you don't have your your hearing, but you have you gain other things. You know, so yeah. um, it's just when when you just I'm very I love when people um, advocate for people with, with physical and mental disabilities. You know, because yes. it's, it's important. It's very important. It's so and important. It's important. So, I, I mean, I'm a big, big advocate for mental health awareness. I do the walk. I do walks all the time. Yes. And and, yes. and yes. because of this whole pandemic, and, and uh, I'm glad that I'm glad that you I got that have you on the show because 
people with people of uh, people with physical disabilities, uh, um, a, a huge number of them have committed suicide. Yeah, um, yeah. Because of the pandemic, because you know it, they don't know how to cope with it. And I was at a local police department, and the uh, the officer was telling me that um, he said this is this is for the past six weeks somebody has been breaking into the medication box and stealing the medication out of the box. Wow. And if you read the news and if you read, you know, the numbers are going up for people uh, with, uh, oh, my God, what is what I'm looking for, uh, opioids, prescription uh-huh. drugs. People are overdosing on it. They, they had, he said, I had to, he said, I had, he said, for five days, I had to save 300 people. This is not not this is stuff. We're talking adolescents. It's like eight and nine years yeah, old. Yeah, no kids. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they are because they can't cope with it. They're not in yeah. school. They're in home. You can't go into you can't go to the park because um another child may have it and they may touch the you know, the toys that you have. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. So this yeah. is like I, and I was like, what does a nine year old even know about taking pills? But you know, hey, all they know is coronavirus. And, yeah. uh, and medication because that's what they're seeing. They're seeing nothing educational yeah. for all the new times on the TV. Even on the, the kids station, oh, we uh, interrupt this broadcast to talk about coronavirus, the pandemic. Yeah, it's everywhere. All they're seeing, it's so everywhere. all they know. So it's yeah. so like I'm so glad when I saw in um I saw that you wrote this book because I I I hope that it, it you know it touches people and, and and it changes people on how they look at at yeah. people with, with mental and physical disabilities. Because it, yes. I mean, it, sometimes it, this is just another thing. I don't like when people, when you're having a conversation with an individual. Maybe it's me, and I mean, of all yeah. my years I've had in the mental health field, is that never to tell a person, oh, after we have a conversation, oh, thanks for sharing. Oh, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Like you know, mm-hmm. find another word, find something else to say. Oh, okay, thanks for talking to me. You know, you can always come to me. You know, find something else to say because if you well, I mean, if you ever study psychology and you're in the classroom or you host like a a meeting, a group meeting, and they'll say, okay, my name, hi, John. Oh, thanks for sharing. You know, like, it reminds oh, of you in a group I'm so glad setting. you said that. I'm so <laughs> glad you said that. Okay, so the Lord just used you, Mr. Hodge, because um, I do say thanks for sharing, and then I say something else, so I don't stop there. I don't stop there. And um, I try to encourage you, but I'm glad that you said that because I wasn't aware of that. Don't you see how we can learn? Here's the thing. No. I truly mm-hmm. believe we need community. We need fellowship right. with other people. That's why I go outside and I walk my dog. Um, just because, and I think it was, um, I don't know if my pastor was the first one to say this, but he said it in a conversation. Just because we are physically distanced doesn't mean we have to stop being social. This is true. I truly believe right. we need each other, and we need to see the people who are invisible or feel invisible. There's so much fear. Mm-hmm. There's so much lonely, loneliness and depression and hopelessness. Um, I try to remember people. I ask God, put people in my heart. And whenever I go out, show me who I'm going to encourage today. And if we all could do something similar within our gift set, of course, not all of us are, are, are built the same or not wired the same, but we have somebody in our life that we might feel that isn't as outgoing, that might be struggling. And if it, it, it's hard to remember them because you're so busy with our own lives, but asking God just to help, help me see somebody today. And to encourage them with a word. I shared a video on, on Facebook today of, uh, to moms. Had no idea why I found it or how I shared it. And then a mom that I knew, I, I hadn't talked to her since I met her in 2010, messaged me and said, I didn't know how much I needed that video. And it was basically another mom saying, hey, if you're struggling out there, mom, I see you. You're not alone. 
I understand it's hard. You're doing okay. And it was a simple video. People want to be seen and people want to be heard. And it doesn't matter if we have disabilities or not. One of the, the, the big things that I loved when I was working on this book is the part where it says that some kids, it says some use a wheelchair, some see with a cane, but while we are different, we feel things the same. We have to remember that just like yeah. your friends feel the same things you feel. They might be differently how they can express it, but that, that man that has that joy also has sadness. And just knowing that you are there and that you care or that you just say hello or something, I mean, I think just being seen, being heard, knowing that you matter, and, and only because you exist. You don't have to do anything special. You exist, and so you are valuable. And that's what I feel. I want kids to get that into their heads. And, mm-hmm. and let's just tear up that generational racism and the biases and the, the stereotypes about what is beautiful, what is not what is normal? Yeah. Nobody's normal. Okay, well, I'm crazy. Not weird. Hey, uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. I, I'm getting a little. Uh-huh. You know, I get really passionate because I don't like, I don't like people being treated poorly ever. And um, I was, I know what it feels like. And I went through a phase when I was a teenager that I tried that, and right. I hated who I was. And so I don't want that. I want, I want to make a difference so that kids can have a chance to, to lift each other up. And if we each lift each other up, if I cheer for you, by the way, congratulations on winning the Hal Jackson uh, Award. I heard one of your podcasts, you won something, and I was like, I am proud of you. I am proud of you. I'm honored. As soon as I heard about you, I was like, are you kidding? I want to know who this man is. And I was so just blown away and honored that you would even think to invite me to your show. I was like, oh, my goodness. And so I listened to um, the listening, um, your No Justice, No Peace panel, and I heard that you was winning oh. the award. And I just really love that you oh, are trying wow, to build you. others up and you are trying to reach out and lift others up. If we all did that, Mr. Hodge, if we all did that. Honored. Uh, if we oh all God, did that, would we not all be more successful? <laughs> I mean, would we not all be happier if we just – and don't tear each other down. Don't hate. Don't – that jealousy and all that envy. I remember a teacher asking me one time, how do you deal with professional jealousy? And I thought she was saying me being jealous about somebody else. So I said, you know what? I do not have time to worry about what God is doing in your life because I'm so excited about what he is doing in my life. So I'm just going to encourage you and mind my father's business. That is how I believe. And she's like, oh, I meant the other way around, but I'm going to write that down. <laughs> because if we just lift each other up and help each other, I think that um, we can reach more people and share more good news. And that's what I hope to do. And you did that for me. You blessed me when you invited me here. So thank you. Well, I I don't look at it. I don't. Everyone's welcome on the show, you know, and that's because this platform is to help raise voices and to change lives and make things better. So, I, you know, I, I don't ever use who I am, but any any negative, I try to help as much as I can, even though if I don't receive the help, trust me, but, you know, that's what I try to do, so I appreciate yeah. that. It means a lot when I hear people that have listened to my shows, and so I really appreciate that, so it means a lot, so I, I thank you for thank that. You. Thank you so much. Thank that you. Was the, the, I, I'm, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask, I have an actual, actual, another uh, panel coming up, maybe next week okay. I have another panel coming up, which I'm going to um, do and um, I think it's really I love to do those shows. It's it's uh it's so much racism that still goes on, and you know you yeah. got the um, yeah. 
the you know this whole thing with and then there's a thing um another thing about it is that people we we encourage people to do their census you know to get funding in different states and you know for certain things but here's that I was reading and this is why I'm definitely going to do on the panel because I was reading that um there were over 5000 census forms that were sent and they were thrown in the dumpster by a postal worker so I don't know West Virginia so you think about how much how many people that's not going to be counted so this is why I always tell people listen do yours online do it online you know, if you yeah. can have to do it online, or make sure when you send it, just get a signature for wherever it needs to go, because you want to make sure yeah. that it's counted. Because I mean, platforms like my platforms like mine benefit from the census program. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, a lot of the satellite and uh, internet radio. This is how we live. So a yeah. lot of that funding yeah. that we receive on a monthly basis comes from the census program. So, I mean, wow. I get mine online. So, I mean, if I go to sent it, I look at how many people have had to redo it or don't even know if, you know, have forgotten about thinking that it's there and it's not. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's about like now, you know, the president once doesn't want us to do mail-in ballots. You know, he's trying to rig the postal service, defund it, you know. And um, I tried to uh, I tried to reach out to Louis DeJoy, the, um, the head of the um, –
It empowers you. I can have a disability, but I can add value. I can make a difference. And that's what I pray for. And, and we could use, like you said, use your platform for good to, to, to make life better. I love what you said. You said, I want to make things better. I'm with you. Can we be partners on that? We can be partners. Of course. We can work of together. Course. Let's do that. Let's, let's make things better. <laughs> Raise voices. I love that. Raise right. voices. And I like to encourage other, um, other, you know, other writers, other artists. And uh, we're doing a, a thing called Publishing in Color where we are devoted to, um, to equipping and empowering writers of color to, in the Christian market. And it's coming mm-hmm. up in um, September. Oh, my goodness, it's coming up in September. <laughs> no, October, October. Um, but, you know, that's the kind of thing, lifting voices, because every single voice can make a difference because right. it's different and unique. And your voice makes mm-hmm. a difference, and no one else can do what you do. And so I want to encourage you to keep on shining, keep on doing what you're doing. And then you can encourage me because sometimes I get discouraged, so you can encourage me. We can do it. encourage each other. Oh, thank you so much. I, I, uh, I pronounce your first name for me. Okay, so the way that it is spelled when I use it in the, in the book is Sochi, like so chill, but so chill. Uh-huh. And, oh, and so chill. Um, I, yeah, like so chill, so chill. It's like you say chill fast, so chill. And I go by Sochi or Sochi because okay. different family members call me different things. <laughs> and so, um, so you can call me Sochi or Sochi and uh, whatever is easier. Yeah. I go by Sochi <laughs> most people because it's easier because people can't pronounce it. And so I've just over the years, Sochi's fine. So she went to the store. But if you pronounce it correctly, it's Sochi or Sochi. So I, I've been called all kinds of things you don't even want to know. <laughs> right. I, uh, I appreciate you for taking time to come on the show. And um, I, I want you to please uh, stay in touch with myself, stay in touch with the show. And um, hopefully um, with the panels that I have, hopefully you have the, you know, the time to uh, be a part of those panels and to give your, um, your insight and your input on um on those uh topics that we uh that we discuss. If you invite me, I will do everything in my power to be there because I want to support you too and I believe in what you're doing. So yes, I will, I will absolutely stay in touch and say yes anytime you reach out to me and I would like to um I I'll send you an email. Um I want to send one of these books to your babies. You your you got your nieces and nephews. So yeah, but you have to share a picture of your dog with me because I'm a dog. I'm a dog freak. I love dogs. So I definitely that's the only will. condition. <laughs> that's a condition. You you send me a picture of a dog, I'll give you a signed book. But um, I do appreciate you, and uh, I will definitely love to visit you again. And thank you for what and you're doing. No problem. And now give uh give out the website or uh, that might to find out more information about what you're doing. What great. Uh, you know, things that you're doing out of the community. Give me your information. Okay, well, thank you so much. Um, well, I my website is X as an X-ray, E as an elephant, Dixon, D-I-X-O-N.com. So X-E-D-I-X-O-N.com. And um, I also write for our daily bread. So it's ODB.org when you can get daily encouragement from our daily bread. Uh, I write for them uh, every, every month. So you can uh, find me there. And uh, Tales for Life, if y'all want to find out about service animals, is talesforlifefcl.org. And, um, but on my website, you can find everything, and it's xedixon.com. And I would love to connect with readers 
and to hear about what God is doing in your life. I believe in encouraging people and spiritual growth, being rooted in God's word and growing with God's people. That's my thing. And I love to um, encourage other writers. So any other artists out there that want to reach out to me, please do. And thank you. Thank you just for letting me have a little shout out. (laughs) But please um, know that I just appreciate that you even took time for me and invited me here today. Thank you so much. Uh, Give my best to the family, um, nevertheless. And um, I hope you have a a great Labor Day weekend and um, stay safe and and continue to advocate for our individuals with uh, development disabilities, fit to amend disabilities. Yes, I will do that. I will do that. Thank you so much for everything. All right, Ms. Dixon, you have a blessed one. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye now. Shout out to uh, Ms. Uh, Socio. I'm a, I hope I'm not pronouncing it right. Ms. Dixon, uh, author of uh, different um, different like me, an amazing book. Please make sure you guys go out and check out this book. Order it online on Amazon or where all books are sold. It's, it's a great book. Um, talks a, little, a lot about diversity, different um, things with uh, kids and. Oh, just just make sure you support this individual, a great, great individual. Make sure you support her. I'm going to jump into uh, a track by uh, Desiree, which is actually an encouraging song. Um, And I'll, I'll be right back. Oh, 